Welcome to the Travel Like a Boss podcast, the radio show all about traveling like a boss by being your own boss. Stay tuned for weekly interviews featuring guests that have built their own online businesses. If you would like to have access to our entire back catalog, visit travellikeabosspodcast.com for instant access. And here's your host, Johnny SD. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Johnny, and welcome to episode 22 of the Travel Like a Boss podcast. What's up, Dan? Hey, Johnny. How you doing? Good to be back. Yeah? All right, so for those who don't know, uh, Dan was in episode what? I have no idea. Eight. Maybe. Was it eight? Maybe eight. Okay. And I met Dan out here in Chiang Mai. This is very spot. And he's back again. So why don't you tell everyone your story? Yeah, I was here about two months ago, and I actually found Johnny on couch surfing. And uh, came by with a co-working space, pun space, where he usually works. And uh, yeah, we did a, a podcast that day. And fast forward, I went home for a month, sold my flea market, and I'm back in Chiang Mai. All right. So basically, you were out here for a vacation. Yeah. And you loved it. Yep. And I have been here before. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, that was about my sixth trip to Thailand, probably. So what made you decide this time, you know, hey, let me just sell my crap and come back for, you know, semi-permanently? Um, I've been thinking about doing it for a while, and I was actually in a course um, that Scott Goodnight put out, who's a friend of mine, and he teaches people how to program their subconscious and how to overcome fear and basically get get in motion, get things done. And so, um, you know, part of that is setting a lot of goals on a regular basis, and I uh, just kind of, it was kind of like connect the dots. One goal led to another. All of a sudden, the flea market was sold. Then I bought my one-way ticket. Then I was here. You know, it's just kind of just take one step at a time and moving in the right direction well what's really funny is when you put you said on your facebook status uh you know come by dan's bellingham flea market i'm selling all my stuff i assumed you meant like i'm just selling my stuff <laughs> on craigslist or maybe even a garage sale i had uh-huh. no idea you actually owned a flea market yep yeah if you want to see it it's bellinghamfleamarket.com <laughs> yeah it was uh most recently in a car dealership that's where it still is i sold it to some of the vendors there here comes a motorcycle but uh, so yeah, it's um, it was an old car dealership, and we had that thing packed with all kinds of antiques and DVDs and Hot Wheels and clothes and all of that. So that's what I did for almost four years. And I remember you saying mm-hmm. that you really, you really had you were, you were really passionate about it in the beginning, and then towards the end, it, you you kind of lost a little bit of interest. Yeah, I was sort of splitting my time between the flea market and uh, positive atmosphere, my website, and some other projects. So. Um, yeah, you're right. In the beginning, I went at it really hard and got something going. And I think, you know, honestly, I'm just the kind of guy that needs variety. Mm-hmm. And I did real estate for 10 years. And at the end, you know, real estate hadn't changed. I just had. And it was just time to do something else. You know, you know I definitely agree that once you lose, you know, the momentum, the passion for a project, it's best just to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And the great thing is people don't realize that, you know, whatever you've built, not only do you get paid for the time that you're, you're working on it, uh, if it's your own business, but also you build, you know, you build up a brand, you build up equity, you build up a, you know, an actual business, and you can sell it for for cash as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a double, like a like a double whammy. Um, I actually looked uh, into, I talked to a broker the other day to see how much he would buy my business for, mm-hmm. and I was kind of just curious, you know, I wasn't really, I wasn't really a hundred percent, you know, wanting to sell, but uh, it was an option. And I think the reason why I looked into it, I was like, you know what, I'm not really growing the business. I'm kind of just letting it coast. Um, 
should I, you know, maybe I should just sell it before the sales drop because I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm being an idiot. Right. Uh, so, you know, I talked to him and he said to me, he's like, he's like, look, you know, you have six months uh, in the books uh, of profit and I can get you like 18x revenue on it. And he's like, but my finder's fee, you know, our, my, you know, the fee to switch everything over is going to be the same no matter if you sell it now for, you know, for X amount or if you sell it a year from now for double that. He's like, I suggest you grow the crap out of the business, show, you know, really show a, a year's of a profit and then sell it for double. And, you know, I, I just asked him off the top of my, his head. I was like, what do you think I can get for this? Because he looked at all my numbers and he's like, he's like, right now I can, I can get you $30,000 for it. And a year from now I can get you 50. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that is insane. Cause I, this is literally just a website I built yeah. on my own. And you know, I, it's all my time and effort, which I didn't really think, you know, was worth anything. But at the end of the day, you know, every month I'm getting profit from it that I'm, you know, I'm spending on lifestyle and, and traveling. And if I ever do want to sell it, it's actually worth quite a bit of money, you know. So I, so it's it's really cool that you know, building your own business versus working for someone else, it makes it so much easier to move out here, right? Yeah, and you know what's funny about that too. You know, you're saying if you lose if you lose the passion for something, you can move on. And sometimes people look at that like almost like they failed. You know, oh, I should have stuck with it for ten years. I would have made a bunch more money or whatever. But I don't personally think it's worth it to keep suffering through something you don't really want to be doing. And uh, you know, I had a friend, I did a project with a friend and we sold the product and um, we didn't make as much as he was hoping we would, but we made money and we learned something. And like what you've done, in my opinion, is you went and got yourself like an associate's degree in how to build an e-commerce website. Yeah. And you got paid to do it. Yeah, exactly. You know, that if you sell it for $30,000, a lot of people go into $30,000 of student debt mm-hmm. to learn something like that. And then they're not even actually doing it. And then they go out in the world and try to get a job to apply it. So, I mean, even if you just do something for a year, learn something and walk out with a few thousand bucks in your pocket, I mean, you just got paid to learn something. Yeah. I, I mean, that's incredible because so many people, they go and they get their MBA or they, you know, go to school to learn, like, business. Why don't you just do a business? Yeah. And you, you definitely learn a lot more from it. And the cool thing about it is after speaking to this broker, it really kind of relit a fire under my butt. And I decided right then and there, I was like, you know what? I can either just bow out now, take you know, take whatever I can get for the business, uh, or I can grow the crap out of it and sell it then. But what's happened just in the last couple of days since I've refocused in growing the business and actually, you know, thinking about it again and not just trying to maintain it, I've realized, man, there's so many different marketing opportunities that I never even thought about. Uh, they have nothing to do with paid ads. You know, I can do even offline marketing for some of my niches. And it's really just re, like relit a fire into my butt. And because of that, and I changed a couple of things around, you know, some very simple things like adding a, a tr- you know, a seal, like a trust seal mm-hmm. uh, on my page. Things that I knew I should have done months ago. I just been, kind of been putting off. Or I've been cheap or lazy about it. And the, I, the very next day after, you know, refocusing and, I have no idea if this has anything to do with the law of attraction, right? uh, but I opened my laptop and I, before, while checking my email, I was thinking, I'm going to see, you know, a couple good orders in my mailbox and I was just envisioning this, you know, and 
honestly, for the last couple of months, I've been opening up my laptop, hoping for the opposite, with hoping, oh, I hope I don't have any customer service calls I have to deal with. You know, even though I'm not picking the phone, I still have to listen to my my gal in South Carolina. Right. You know, pick up the you know pick up the calls and I have to email the customers and things like that. And I know that those turn into sales. And I almost just didn't want to do the work. So I was almost hoping in the last couple of months for the for not to have sales in my account or not to have inquiries. And a couple of days ago, actually yesterday, I think it was just yesterday, I opened my, my email box thinking, hoping, say, I want to see a full email box. I want to see full of orders. And I opened the, my, my box up and I had five orders. Wow. And normally I'm happy for just one a day. And then I, I should have just logged into my Shopify because it tells you how much how much each is worth but I just started opening them one by one and the first one was an average order size 400 bucks and I'm like okay you know that's nice you know I probably made uh, between 60 and 80 bucks from that maybe 100 bucks uh, then I opened the second one and it's a $1,600 order and the third one it was an $1,800 order wow. and I'm like and I, and I sat down and I did the math and it, it didn't I, at first I really didn't really believe it I made I had I made a thousand dollars in profit. That's excellent. In one day, I saw you posting on Facebook, and I was wondering. You you said huge day in profit, and I yeah. was I was nosy, but yeah, five orders. Wow, thousand yeah. dollar day. You know, and it's like I mean, I wish I I could have that every day. It's I, I don't know if it's possible, but you know, at the same time, why like why couldn't it be possible? Because yeah. this is this is e-commerce. This is like why not this, you? Yeah. I just watched the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson, the winning quarterback. His dad used to tell me he was young. Why not you, Russ? Why not? You know, yeah. He's 5'11". He, he was almost overlooked to even play in the NFL, and he just won a championship 43-8, to beating one of the best quarterbacks of all time. You know, why not you? Somebody's doing $1,000 every day. Yeah. Why not Johnny? Why, why not me, right? Yeah. Okay. Why not 2,000 a day? Whatever. Right. You know? Imagine that song, you know, I made a G today, didn't yeah. even have to use my AK. Today <laughs> yeah. was a good day. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, you know, and I was, it made me feel so good. I'm like, man, like, you know, just the positive thinking – and the combination of actually doing stuff about it, yep, yep. you know, actually, you know, being dedicated, focusing, uh, trying to implement things, optimizing my store, going out, trying to chase some new business, mm-hmm. all that paid off. And it's so motivating to, you know, to see the results of, of your business. Yep. Yeah. There's one of my favorite sayings, you know, cause you mentioned the law of attraction and I feel like there are people that get stuck on both ends of the spectrum. One is you just think and think and expect and expect, but you forget to work. Mm-hmm. And then you've got some people that just grind it out and they're just down there in the trenches slugging it out like it's a battle, you know, and they're just pessimistic and just working and chugging coffee and getting sick, you know. But my favorite saying is when you pray, move your feet, you know. Yeah, okay. You got to have the mental and then put it into action. You yeah, know? I definitely agree. And I think, you know, you have to have both, mm-hmm. you know, because if I just hoped for, you know, for more sales, more money, it might not have happened. Mm-hmm. Or if I just did the work and I didn't really believe in it, I didn't really think, right. you know, hey, this is going to work out, it might not have happened either. But the combination of, you know, of the positive thinking yeah. and the, um, you know, and the action made it made it pay off. Um, this is, I just pulled out my, my iPhone. Today's revenue is $1,197. So another good day. Yep. So... Man, like yeah. I want this to be off of less than a hundred visitors too. Yeah, yeah, right. That's pretty good average. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So I want this to be a trend now. Like I've, I've decided, you know what? I'm I'm gonna try to have good days every day. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about e-commerce is, 
it doesn't mean Monday through Friday. It means every day, yeah. like 30 days. While you're sleeping, too. Yeah. Yeah. Every night. Every, every day. night, right? <laughs> yeah. Every 2 a.m., you could be getting a sale. Right. You know, it was funny because I remember the day after I got here, I came by Pun Space, and you, you were having maybe not your best day. You were a little mm. frustrated. There was some competition going on in your niche and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then within, I don't know, two or three days, I came in here, and I was just saying hi to you inside. And then as I was saying hi, you got an order, and your face lit up, and it was like the total 180 within a couple of days. You know, yeah, like, oh, I just got oh, an order. It feels <laughs> so good, man. It's because yep. it's just like, I don't know, it's just, it's just like money that appears out of nowhere yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean the best thing about it is knowing now that everything all the time i spend into it is actually building something mm-hmm. and not just working for someone else because let's say i was working for a boss at a company and i make them you know a thousand dollars i don't really care to be honest you know all i care is i get my paycheck mm-hmm. you know maybe i want my, my bonus or something but this you know it feels like you're actually building something legitimate for yourself. It's like uh, it's like your baby, right? Yeah. You know, Robert Kiyosaki, I'm guessing you've probably read some yeah. of his stuff. So he, in one of his books, he talks about self-employed people or employees versus somebody that's building a business. And he compares it. He tells this story about there's some town in the middle of the woods somewhere, and they have this well. And their well doesn't really provide enough water. And so, you know, people are thirsty and they want to wash their clothes and all that kind of stuff. So they put out a contract and they're looking for bids for people to bring water from the lake nearby to the village. Mm -hmm. And two guys enter bids and uh, they award it to both of them. So there's a little bit of competition, you know. And so one guy gets two buckets and starts running back and forth to the lake and bringing buckets in and getting paid for his water. And he's making money right off the bat. And the other guy just disappears and nobody knows where this guy is. You know, mm-hmm. What's going on? Meanwhile, the guy's carrying buckets and just stacking up all this money and feeling really good about himself. And then after a few days, they start hearing these clanking and bumping noises and whatever, like tools and stuff. Okay. And somebody goes and looks and this guy's got a pipeline that's already halfway from the lake to the village. <laughs> and the guy carrying buckets sees this and goes, oh my God, as soon as that pipeline gets here, I'm done. You know, yeah. it's over. So he's, he's going even faster and he gets his sons involved and they're carrying buckets with him. But man, the day that pipeline hit the village, it was all over his water was cleaner he had more of it it was cooler you know that's so, yeah that's, you're building really a pipeline smart. yeah you know? and you know and it, it it's really easy to forget the amount of time and effort it took me you know to build that up because yeah. realistically it was a little bit less than two months uh, of starting the store to getting my first sale but in reality it was years of kind of dreaming about it and getting ready like mentally ready for it yeah. you know uh, i read the four-hour work week in like 2007 in 2008 i actually made the jump and said you know what me let me yeah. let me jump out here let me actually move out to thailand uh, live a simple life and then it took me a couple years to really believe that it was possible to have a and like a, a real internet business to, that actually makes legitimate money selling real legitimate products i mean because at, at the end of the day Everything that we sell, I'm an authorized dealer for a big, a big you know, American manufacturing company. And if they bought it directly from them, or they bought it at you know off of Amazon, or they bought it off of you know Overstock, or they bought it off of another website, it still comes from the same manufacturer. So yep. it's not like I'm building anything, um, but I'm just helping them. I'm help, helping connect the customers to the exact product they need, helping them with all their options. And at the end of the day, there's no difference between my company and a huge you know a company with 50 employees if anything i probably actually provide better service yeah. because i actually know all my customers names when they when they call in there's no automated prompt it's teresa picking on the phone yeah so it's great yeah that's great you know 
I read the same book for our work week back in about 07 ish started positive atmosphere pretty shortly after that mm -hmm. but you know it took a few years to really make that leap too like the seed was planted but it took a little while for it to kind of grow and I gathered more information and kind of had to see other people who were successful mm -hmm. and then at some point and you did it quicker than me at some point you just got to make that switch you know and it's like you flip it and go and I just did that you did it several years ago but I, I think what you did was you you actually built the businesses mm -hmm. Uh, and allowed you to travel way before I started building my business. So yeah. even though I had, you know, I started traveling first, you built the business first. So at the end of the day, you kind of need both. You yeah. know, you can't just come out here, you know, with the wish um, like I did and just live as cheaply as possible. I mean, it's po it, you can do it, but at the same time, I realized I was kind of lying to myself for a couple of years, you know, trying to live on a super tight budget. Mm -hmm. You know, when I could have been out here and lived a really good life for not that you know for not that much more money uh if i had a steady like stream of income instead of going back home to save up and then coming back out again uh, i think what's really cool about you is you have positive atmosphere that brings in online income and now that you're not focusing and splitting your time with your brick and mortar store you know company you, you can focus on that full time yeah and there's so many people out here. Like, I bet you literally every single person sitting at Pun Space right now can, you know, can give you one piece of advice that will help you grow your business. Yep. That's what I've been doing. I mean, if you're, if anybody out there is listening to this and thinking about relocating to be around other, you know, internet entrepreneurs, this scene right here is so valuable. I've been here for about 10 days, and I've already more than doubled the average daily income of Positive Atmosphere. Really? Yeah. Wow. And what I did when I first got here... I just walked around. I was the new kid. It, uh -huh. I felt like it was my first day of school. I actually okay. felt kind of nervous coming here the first day. I'm like, man, I'm here now. And like, these are the people I'm going to be sitting next to and working next to every day now. You know, I hope they like me. I wonder who they are. <laughs> I really only knew Johnny. And so I showed up and just started meeting people. Oh, geez. Right over. <laughs> so, uh, but I kind of just took my laptop, put uh -huh. it on my website and just walked around and showed it to people. And I yeah. was like, hey, what do you see here? You know, I wanted to see it through their eyes and everybody had a different spin on it. Several people gave me almost identical advice, yeah. and uh, I made some of those changes, and things are happening. You know, I can focus on it. I was always splitting my time. I was always working on the website when I didn't have some kind of fire to put out with the flea market, you know? Okay. When I wasn't doing a tax audit or whatever, you know, cleaning the toilets because somebody else that was supposed to <laughs> yeah. didn't, you know? I mean, just... And those are all things that you didn't need to do and weren't really making you money. I mean, what was making you money was your online business... And now that you have actually time to focus on it, it it's natural that it'll make you more money. Yeah. Well, the flea market paid my bills for a few years, and it was good. Before that, I was in real estate, and that's what paid my bills. Okay. And the flea market was cool, too, because I could take off for a few weeks or a month, and the, the thing would run well enough without me. You know, when I came back, I'd catch up on the bookkeeping and all that kind of stuff. But uh, it, was, it was sort of a ball and chain. Yep. It wasn't as bad as like a corporate nine to five where you only get a week off every year or whatever. I actually just, somebody was telling me a friend of theirs has, uh, three weeks off every year, uh -huh. which sounds good at first, okay. but they have to take two of them at Christmas. Oh man. Okay. I mean, what's that? You yeah. Know? Like, are you kidding? That's not. Oh, Cause you man. should have that off anyways. I know. And so that means, that means you, know you get a week. Some other I worked time. at Honeywell. Uh, that was my first job after out of college and I thought I scored. It was a big mm -hmm. company, you know, great you know, great name. And it was exactly what I wanted. I'm like, Oh, I get to wear a suit and tie. I get to, you know, work in the cubicle. Yeah. Awesome. And after about a year and a half or two years, my, my manager comes up to me and says, Johnny, uh, you could have, you have too much vacation time 
uh, queued up. I need you to take some. And I was like, okay. And I was more than happy to, yeah. right? But he, then he's like, here's a caveat. He said, uh, so why don't you take the next five Fridays off? And I was like, oh, okay, that's right. fine. You know, I get, you know, five three-day weekends in a row. And then he says, well, but why don't you just come in anyways? This is um, Mr. Lumberg from Office Space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I mean, he's a cool, he was How actually a cool How do you take the boss. day off and come in? But he basically was like, you know what? On the on the in the books on the record, I'll, I need you to take this time off because it's legal issues. Whoa. But I don't actually want you to you know you know to have a vacation. That seems like more legal issues. I know. <laughs> I want you to fake your vacation and not tell anybody. Yeah. Oh. And so the first first week, you know, came in, worked, and the whole time I'm there, I'm thinking, man, this is my my day off, and I'm sitting in this cubicle. That's you know, bizarre. Yeah, and I think after a while, I just kind of, on my days off, I started coming in late and leaving early. I'm like, what is he going to say, right? Right, yeah, really. But at the end of the day, I'm like, man, I never want to work for a company like that again. I, like, I never want to beg for a vacation again or like have to think about that. Um, you know, because out here, I was, even though I'm in the office Monday through Friday, sometimes I even come Saturday mornings. It's because I want to be here, yeah. and I, I enjoy it. I like I love it. You know, people people always ask, they're like, "Oh, I thought you were living the four hour work week." Uh-huh. I'm like, I am. And I was like, because I'll I'll like I'll be on a beach for two weeks and right. not do anything. I was just gonna <laughs> say, any week you want to, you can do a four hour work week. Yeah, but you like it, so you don't always choose to do that. Exactly, and, and it, yeah, I get you. I'm the same way. I'm, I sit in this tea house right behind us mm. until one in the morning a lot of times, and people are like, "Oh, you're crazy. What are you, some kind of workaholic?" It's like, mm. hey, I like it, and plus, I don't start work until eleven or noon. And like half the time, you know, like yesterday, my friend wanted to go to the gym at like three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And normally you can't do that. You know, you're like, you're like, oh no, I don't get off work, work till five. I'm going to go home and change. I meet you at six. No, I left here at two 30 and just went to the gym yeah. <laughs> and didn't think about it twice. Like it wasn't even like I, it wasn't even a thought in my head that I'm like, oh, I'm going to be missing something or maybe I should come in early. No, I'm like, I'm just going to do whatever I can do, you know, until then. And then go meet up my buddy mm-hmm. and shout out to rog by the way he, he was a great trainer good <laughs> uh he's out here uh he was a personal trainer back in the u.s um and he's doing skype consults cool for for personal training which that's great just, for, that's yeah. that's such a good way to go we know a couple doctors that are doing the same thing yep i actually just told a real estate friend of mine that you know you might think about it. he's great with the one-on-one conversations like hey i just met doctors doing nothing but skype and mm-hmm. making i don't know what do they make an hour it's got to be like 150 bucks or more you know i think in the u.s they charge 150 but yeah. since they're out here and it's so much cheaper i i think that they've lowered their rates a, a lot maybe even half of that maybe but yeah. even even well, 75 bucks an hour my apartment is less than 300 dollars a month if yeah. you make 75 dollars an hour you i mean you have one consultation a week and you're you're okay. I mean, yeah, and the thing is, they'll have you know they'll they'll line up a couple consults back to back in a day, mm-hmm. and they they have other streams of online income as well. But like, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're making a hundred bucks a day while yep. living in Thailand, you are crushing it because three thousand dollars a month, you can do whatever you want out mm-hmm. here, and I mean, you you can literally live in a hotel, get you know get maid service, eat out twenty one meals a week, uh, you can get a massage every single day you can get 30 massages a month and you yep. still won't spend three thousand dollars yeah yeah it's true it's amazing i mean this place that i've been twice since we got here and we're looks like we're going tomorrow with the infinity pool overlooking mm-hmm. the jungle and stuff i mean yep. 
are you kidding me? You know, like for the price of what you pay to go to the local aquatic center back home, <laughs> you know, really, you know, it's like the same price. Are you kidding me? Like open swim back home costs five or 10 bucks and that's what it costs to go to this beautiful pool. Yeah. And this I is mean, like a five star yeah. resort. Yeah. It, it truly is. It's hilarious. I love it here. I mean, I rent my motorcycle for five bucks a day and when I, when I do it weekly, she gives me one day a week free. You okay. Know? There I mean, you go. Yeah. It's, it's a joke. You, you pay more than that for, to rent a bicycle in Europe. Yeah, really? you know, okay. Yeah, I was in Belize. It was $20 a day to rent a bicycle. I rented a bicycle in Sukhothai uh, over New Year's. So me and Lisa went down there for, it's like the old capital of Thailand. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, these ruins, you know. So it's these beautiful Angkor ruins almost. Almost like the ones in, in Angkor Wat in Cambodia. And we rented a bicycle just to, you know, ride around the ruins. And it was such yeah. an easy, beautiful ride. And it was is either 20 baht or 30 baht a day to rent this bicycle, which is less than a dollar. Yes. And I'm just like, why, like, why are you charging so little money? Like, you know, you could, you could charge double that and nobody even bat an eyelash. My last trip over here, I got two flat tires, which is weird. In six trips, I okay. only got one flat tire before the last trip. I got two in like three weeks. And, you know, when something like that happens, when you have a rental, you're like, oh, I'm going to get gouged, whatever. I just pulled up to the next shop I saw, and each time it was, one time it was about $4 US, one time it was 5 bucks. Okay. And that's the tube, the labor, I mean, it's it's Yeah, it's like, insane. labor out here is just free. Yeah, so whether or not, if you have a good, a decent income online already, and you want to come in here, you'll live like a king or a queen. Or, if you want to come here and bootstrap, I mean, what, Johnny, you you know. What, I bootstrap. You can live off of 500 or less here, right? I would say 600, 600 to really, like 600 would include your co-working space membership, which yeah. I don't think you should skimp on. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't recommend you come out here and work out of your, out of your apartment because the, one of the big benefits of being out here is the network and, and networking. That's, that's what, 200 of what you're talking about? So that's like one, I, I think it's, I don't even know what I pay out of it. Yeah. Uh, maybe 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, pay, pay 150 for the, for the co-working membership. Get a cheap uh, tie apartment for... 150 as well or 200 mm-hmm. yep. uh, so that's the what 350 and mm-hmm. have 150 left over for food yep and like 10, 10 or 20 bucks for your visa run bus or yeah something, something like that, that. <laughs> yeah, 600 bucks a month you can, you can live I mean you're not going to live exceptionally well while you're bootstrapping but you're probably going to live better than you're living back home yeah and you're going to have all this free time and have 24 hours of free time you'll eat out at restaurants here for the cost of groceries at home yeah I mean it's, it's cheaper to to eat out here than it is to yeah, to, to cook at home. Yeah, it really is. It really, yeah, no doubt. So I, my, my, I was talking to my buddy Chris today. So shout out to Chris if you're listening to this. Uh, he, he was complaining. He was like basically saying, he's like, man, I need a, I need to find a new apartment. Uh, I need to find a new job, and I need to sell my car because uh, my car, you know, I, it's time to change cars. And he's been wanting to come out here to Thailand for years now, and he's been dreaming about it. Sounds like the time. And I'm like. Dude, like what? Like what do you have to lose? And he's like, oh, I don't know, you know, like, and it's just the doubt, right? And I said, Look, dude, I'm, I promise you, you're gonna love it out. He's like, He's like, I know I'm gonna love it out there. And I'm like, Well, what do you have to lose? He's like, Nothing. And I'm like, Well, why don't you just book your ticket? <laughs> but it's that doubt you're talking it's that about. Uncertainty, earlier. I think. I mean, I don't know the guy, but it sounds like you know people are scared of uncertainty. Has he ever been to Thailand? He's, for- yeah, he came out here a year ago to visit. Okay. And he had a blast. He had yeah. such a good time. We went scuba diving together. We went down to the full moon party together. And, like, I mean, literally, you know, he was only here for a few days because of his, you know, in the U.S., you can only take Lumberg, one or two weeks off. Lumberg wanted him back at work. Yeah. <laughs> and, 
so like literally in the time he was here you know we hung out on the beach and we, and we were smoking hookahs on the beach with like five swedish girls mm-hmm. the next day we went scuba diving and they went to this you know i you know this beach party and he's like johnny this is the best life ever and yeah. i was like dude this is what i do every day like literally this is our life every single day eating great thai food for two bucks you know hanging out you know with great weather i keep forgetting how that it's cold in the u.s i know it's funny we sit under this giant tree and when a breeze blows through it looks like it's snowing these little yellow leaves and it reminds me every time i see that that back home it could be snowing for real yeah. <laughs> you know and i'm sitting under the shady tree because it's like 90 degrees during the middle of the day here you know we're just trying to stay cool it's it's unbelievable and you know what i want to say too okay um just so it doesn't because i know i hear a lot of sugar-coated stuff out there online and you know what both me and johnny we had some times where it was tough you know like uh i know that and you've shared this so i'm not telling people anything you don't want to tell them but you know during your couple of months getting your your site and your business up and running there were some moments where it was frustrating and you're Mm -hmm. questioning yourself and you're questioning the business or whatever or maybe the product that you're selling or whatever and you have those doubts but you know if you just keep going just take the next small step you know because i've i've been there too at times just stressed out about you know about to have a nervous breakdown practically just too many balls in the air freaking out overwhelmed but you know you just just keep going and have that that faith that you can figure it out you might not know how but you will well what really helped me was there's a chapter in the four hour work week where tim says okay imagine you sell all your stuff you quit your job you sell your car you break your lease uh you know basically you get rid of everything Mm -hmm. right and you come out here, you come out to Thailand, you move out to South America, wherever you want to be, and you spend three months, you give it a, you give it a shot, and it doesn't work out. For whatever reason, you, you end up hating it, or you end up missing home, or you know whatever reason, you go back. Yeah. How long would it take for you to get your life back to exactly where it was before you left? And I had seriously thought about this. Not only did I think about it, I actually took out a, borrowed a piece of paper and pen I was on a dive boat at the time, and I think I had just finished my, my open water certification, and I was really excited. I, I was talking to my dive instructor, this guy named Rene Krasoff, and I asked him, you know, how much do you pay for rent out here? And I was asking him all these questions, and he probably got it all the time thinking, this guy's not going to move out yeah. here. So I took the pen and paper, went up to the deck, sat in the sun, and I just started writing out, you know, everything that's in my life. I'm like, okay. How long would, you know, what would I do? For, let's say I go back home to the U.S. and I have zero dollars, okay? Where can I live, bef- you know, while I get my, you know, back on track? And I was like, I can live with my parents. Mm-hmm. I can live with my sister. I can live with my cousin. I, can, I have a couple friends that I can stay with. And because, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, this leech guy, I would actually, you know, clean up after myself and, you know, try not to make a mess and not, you know, and I would actually be looking for a job and trying to get out, you know, they would let me stay there easily for a couple of months. Yep. And now I was like, okay, how long would it take me to get another job? And I was like, you know what? I can get another job, you know, the, the same level kind of job I was having in a month, maybe two months, right? Maybe, you know, because I wasn't that happy in my job anyways, you know, <laughs> it's not that hard to find another crappy job. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah. I was like, okay, but what about all my furniture that I'm giving away? What about all my kitchen supplies? What about, you know, all my clothes I'm getting rid of? And I was like, you know what? That stuff I could just buy again. You could probably literally post on Craigslist, hey, guys, I don't have any furniture and clothes. Anybody want to give me some? I yeah. Mean, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I could post on Facebook, you know, hey, 
you know, I'm moving back. I need some furniture. Does yep. anyone have any storage? I have so many friends with crap in storage. You'd be saving them money on storage. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, that never happened. You know, it's been f- five years now. And the only thing I really regretted getting rid of is I had the, the best bed in the world. Mm-hmm. It was made by a company called Custom Comfort Mattresses. Is this available for sale on your website? No. Oh. Uh, I basically just gave it away to somebody. And... I wish I would have bought it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I okay. wish I would have kept it. Yeah. But then the problem is if I kept it, I would have had to have, like, rented a truck to drive it up to my parents' house and then, or leave it in storage. And I calculated it. I was thinking, I was like, you know what? If I come back in three months or six months, I would have lost $1,000 on this great bed. But if I'm paying, you know, monthly storage on it over the course of a year and a half, I could just buy another one. So... You know what? In four years, it w- it, that bed would have cost me like two thousand or three thousand dollars a store, mm-hmm. and I could I could buy two of them now. You know, when I ran the flea market, yeah, routinely people yeah. would come to me and say, "Hey, I'm moving to Montana. I've had this stuff in storage for three years, yep. but now that I'm actually going to Montana, I'm going to get rid of it." And then I tell them what I can pay them, yeah. and they go, well, that's less than I paid on storage in the last three years. I'm yeah. like, well, I don't know what you want me to say, but that's, <laughs> that's what, what it's, it's worth. worth. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you should have sold this three years ago, <laughs> yeah. not pay the storage. Exactly, yeah. I would have come to your house and moved it for you, and you would have never had to pay any storage bills. But people get attached to their stuff, man. You know I what? Mean, There's that, that quote that someone said, that your belongings start to, be, to own you. Mm. And I truly, truly, truly believe it, right? Uh, before I moved out here, I was at a Corvette dealership seeing if I can make the payments. It was 2008. I was living in LA, and I was thinking, you know what? I can I can afford 600 bucks a month, mm-hmm. you know, on this Corvette. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had just came, the new one just came out, and I was like, this will be this will make me happy. This will solve all my my problems. You know, I'm so stressed right now, and you you know, yeah. Maybe if I had a Corvette, I'd be happy. And I'm so glad that the sales guy wouldn't go down to 600 bucks a month. I think he wanted seven. Yeah. Because I'd be stuck in a five-year, you know, payment for a freaking car that's going to depreciate and be worth nothing after. Yeah. You know, that's funny because back in about 2007 or 2008, a Corvette was on my goals list. Nice. You know, yeah. and I, my friend in, in Texas had one. He let me drive it and check it out and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I want one of these. That's, yeah, we have a few things in common. Yeah, it's but crazy. I'm also glad. I mean, I have a truck back home that might be worth six thousand dollars, and I own it cash. And if, if I, you know, want to sell it, I can. But right now, I'm letting my mom borrow it because it's four wheel drive and it could snow. Yeah, <laughs> you know? and you know, and it's it's nice to having good relationship with your with your parents and just leaving your stuff there. Yeah. Um, but you know, at, at the end of the day, like, I'm I'm very grateful that I have my parents' house where I can keep some of my stuff. But in reality, there's really nothing I need to keep, like. Every time I go back, I actually end up donating about six or seven bags worth of stuff to to Goodwill. No, no, sorry, not Goodwill, Salvation Army. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you ever read that infographic, but about what they pay their CEO. Well, yeah, and, yeah, I've heard about that. Oh I'm, man, the, I've never seen it in writing. So the 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 CEO of Goodwill gets paid like a quarter million a year, has jet, all this stuff. The CEO of Salvation Army gets paid thirty six thousand a year. Wow, and the problem is they both sound like they'd be like Visa, MasterCard, or you know, mm-hmm. 
like the same company. So people just go to whoever's more convenient. Yep, whichever one's closer. Which yep. is always goodwill because they haven't the money to open more stores. Yeah. You know, in I'll give a shout out to the Salvation Army in Whatcom County in Bellingham. Okay. They're the only one that will bring a big old truck to you and pack up your stuff for you. Oh, that's nice. And I actually, I think the Ark will do it too. But as far as thrift stores, and uh, yeah, because we always had people that wanted, you know, if we weren't interested in their stuff, they go, well, what am I going to do with this? You know, like some lady, yeah. some small lady with no no help to load her stuff up and say, call Salvation Army. They'll come and get it for you. Yeah. And I've had people that were vendors at my place that were actually employees at other thrift store chains, like uh-huh. major thrift stores. And they would do the same thing. They'd bring me stuff mm-hmm. instead of taking it to their own work because uh. they didn't like how much their some of their executives were getting paid. But yeah. that's really cool. Thrift like can it. be big business, man. Yeah, and there's a ton of money to. And the thing is, I hate that they that Goodwill exploits, you know, the the good name. I mean, they they, just, they sound like a charity, but they're they're a for profit business, and they don't. I don't think they actually no. help anyone. Oh, did they just convert? They might have converted to for profit, but they do some job training and stuff. I don't know. I don't want to say too much without doing my research, but but I know what you mean. All right, so I don't, I don't know <laughs> why we're talking about. I don't that. either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we're way down some other road. Here. Yeah. Okay. Because. Hey. Huh? Oh, I just want to make one other point because I don't like to sugarcoat stuff. I okay. want to be real. And, and you're like that, by the way, which is why I'm, I read your blog and listen to your podcast. Um, you know, we're talking about this magical four-hour work week and, you know, quit your job tomorrow and be rich next week and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know, I told somebody the other day who she said, you know what? I want to do some of this online business stuff. You know, I see what you're doing and I want that. I want that freedom and flexibility. Yep. And she doesn't you know she admitted i don't really have a background or much knowledge in anything internet related and but i could tell she was serious okay and i said my first piece of advice to you just so you don't get your ex because i don't want to like get people to have unrealistic expectations and then get depressed you know because they didn't hit them or whatever but i said approach it like you are getting a bachelor's degree as far as the amount of time and effort you're gonna have to put into this i've worked until Five, six, seven, eight a.m. Plenty of times. Just pulled all-nighters, just like I used to do when I was cramming for a, a final. Okay. In you know, I only went to college for a year, but we used to cram and pull all-nighters and drink coffee, right? Well, I've done the same thing with this, and and I feel that you know you need to put in that effort. You need to learn. You need to get good at it. You know, if everybody could do it in a week, everybody would do it in a week. Yeah. You know. And the thing is, so Louisa was saying to me the other day, she's like, because I think I was complaining to her, and I was saying some guy messaged me on Facebook saying asking me if he signs up for the Anton method course mm-hmm. if they make the site for him. And I, I was like, what? I was <laughs> like, no, they don't make the freaking website for you. Like they teach you how to, how to do it. And they teach you how, you know, the, the steps involved, Did, but you yeah. have to do it yourself. Like if you, if you expect someone to hand you a website, do you think, you know, like it was like, I'm like, who's going to hand you a profitable you would, store for, for $50,000? For $50,000, yes. For, not for $250. No. Yeah. Like, no freaking way. <laughs> and I was like, just the fact that he expects that, that he's not going to do well. And I feel bad, but I'm like, you know, what? if you, you know, if you don't ex- expect to put in the effort and the work, you're not going to do well. And Larissa, you know, she was saying, like, she was like, well, you know, it's a bit unfair because you guys make it seem like it's so easy. And, you know, you make it, you know, like you guys make it seem like, you know, you're living this four hour work week and, you know, you're kind of selling them the dream. And I was like, you know what? It is true, you know, because that is the end goal is to be able to have freedom uh, and, you know, make make a crap load of money for not really doing that much work and have the freedom to do it anywhere. Um, and I was joking with someone about, you know, working on a beach the other day. I think, I think it was uh, Jill. 
from uh, Screw to the 95. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all the photos that we have with our laptop on the beach, those are just because it looks cool to take a photo there. Yeah. And but it sucks to work on the beach. There's, you know, <laughs> I'd rather just tan and swim. Like the Wi-Fi on the beach is never good. Right. It's never comfortable. Like I'd rather just work in the office. Yeah. <laughs> until eleven and then go to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. You put in a couple hours and then go. Yeah. And I tend to to put in hours in the evening here when there's not that much else going on anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'll break it up. Like I'll work from eleven until maybe six because there've been a lot of dinner get-togethers lately, right? Yeah. Then I'll go to dinner with everybody, and you know we're out of there at eight thirty or nine or something, and then I'll come come back and work until midnight. So let's talk about some of these dinners. Yeah. Because in the U.S., you know, first you don't eat dinner out every night because it's too expensive. Yeah. And you get a couple friends together, and it's always kind of the same people, and. If I wanted to, to have dinner with a bunch of entrepreneurs in the U.S., I don't, I don't know how I would. Yeah, you'd have to, like, start your own Facebook group and make it <laughs> something. I don't know either. But out here, just by accident, like on a normal basis, who are we having dinner with? Yeah, well, we had the going away for um, Josh and Jill, and there were probably, like, 15 or so. Almost everybody at the table was an entrepreneur. Not everybody, but... Yeah, I would it, say almost everybody there almost, was. Almost, yeah. I yeah. mean, so, yeah, and that happens on a regular basis. What's Johnny doing? Johnny's swapping out chairs, guys. Yeah, I'm trying to get a bit more comfortable. I'm on a plastic lawn chair right now. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, that happens. I mean, I know you've only been back for a few days, but I mean, we do that probably at least a couple times a month. I've been here, I think, about 10 or 11 days, and I think I've been a part of like three or four nights where it was either a dinner or like drinks on the roof, mm-hmm. you know, sunset drinks on the roof. And it's, and this is, like you said, we're talking shop too. Yeah. You know, like I was bugging Josh cause he's got a SEO background and uh-huh. you know, I want to know what he knows, you know? So I'm just shooting the breeze with him as much as possible. And, and it's cool how helpful everyone is out here. Yeah. Cause I have a feeling that in, in the U S if I met someone that knows that stuff, they would either want to charge me for this information uh-huh. or they would otherwise kind of keep it a little bit secretive. Yeah. But out here, it just seems like everyone wants to help each other. Yeah. It's true. I, they'll tell you almost everything except for the exact niche that they're in. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. You know, but they'll tell you all the fundamentals and how it works. And, uh, you know, it's funny because when I went back home, part of this course that I was doing was um, you have to make a vision board, right? They okay. called it a storyboard. Same thing. So, you know, you have all these images of what you want to create and what you want your life to look like. And this is almost like embarrassing, but there was a picture of you on there. What? There, yep. <laughs> there, there was you riding a horse in what, Peru or something? Okay. You know, because I wanted the lifestyle that you had. I wanted that freedom. And there was a picture of Anton with a giant tiger. Nice. You know? I like it. And because uh, I was starting this Anton's course, yeah. you know, on drop shipping and stuff. And then there was a picture of me going off a rope swing on Copenhagen, the, the wipeout thing there. Okay. It's like a big obstacle course, you know, because that's what I wanted to be doing. And, um, and I had a picture of this courtyard we're sitting in right now, too. Okay. I had a picture from the road there of this pun space in the courtyard and all that. And uh, I'm sitting here right now talking to you. I think Anton's going to be somewhere in Asia soon. I'll probably... He's, um, so he just got off a plane. It was a long plane ride because he was in Argentina mm-hmm. for the past couple months. So he flew from, like, Buenos Aires to God knows where to somewhere else to, to get to Vietnam. Yeah. So he had just arrived in Vietnam... I think it was yesterday. I just spoke to him on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And he's, yeah, he, he's touched base in Saigon. And he's going to be there for a couple of months. And I think after that, he said he's going to come back to Chiang Mai. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to come out and see you. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just going to come out and hang out. Uh, Larissa wasn't too happy about it. Because we just, you know, we just started dating 
pretty seriously, you know, mm-hmm. uh, pretty recently. And I mean, things are going so good. I mean, like, and I honestly think it's because the rest of my life is going so good yeah. that my relationships are going good as well. Because if I was unhappy in life and I was broke and, you know, it has nothing to do with the money because like Larissa never lets me pay for anything. You know, I had to beg her to let me treat her out to dinner tonight. And I said, I was really? like, look. Does like, she have a sister? <laughs> twin. No, identical <laughs> twin. You know, she, I mean, like the thing is, she's beautiful. She's a sweet girl. And, you know, like out here, it's such an easy life to just, you know, like we can, like literally our, our dates are, hey, babe, you know, would you like to go to a waterfall with me? Yeah. She's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, would you like to go to, you know, have like, amazing Thai food in like a garden in a garden setting uh, with like you know I don't know the best service ever let's go get massages together let's go do you know whatever the stuff is and you can't really do that back home you know and yeah it's I mean unless you live in Hawaii and your house is worth five million dollars I mean it's yeah yeah nope. and like you know like we hung out at um at this great pool at, like we kind of just sneak into resort sometimes mm-hmm. um and, and you know we just hang out in the pool. I mean, because yeah. they f- they figure, hey, two Westerners, uh, they probably they're probably staying here. So yeah. yeah. And if they catch you, you have to pay a whopping ten dollars. Yeah. Who cares, right? Yeah. And you know, tomorrow we're gonna go to the veranda, which uh-huh. is that infinity pool that you were just speaking of. Yeah. That you know, it basically looks like it's cascading off of a mountain into a jungle. Yeah. And it is so beautiful. And that'll be my third time there in the last twelve days, I think. Yeah. And because it, it's almost like, why not, right? Yeah. I mean, it's like if you live. I mean, it's a beautiful drive out there too. It is. I mean, imagine how hopping on a scooter. It's like a little, like a motorbike, right? Yeah. And it's like probably half an hour drive through, you know, through kind of the hills. You know, great weather, great air. It's just a fun drive. I mean, it I is. would do that drive even if it had no destination. Yeah. I like riding for no reason. I'll do it quite a bit. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, for the people that you know that ride motorcycles back home, it's because they were trying to escape from something. And out here, it's like, you could, it's just part of daily life. It's so much easier just to have a motorbike. I wouldn't even want a car. No, me neither. I, I think that every time I ride in between lanes for like a quarter mile while people right. are backed up at a stoplight, you know, every time you do that, you save a good 10 minutes sitting there in traffic, gridlocked. I feel really bad for the locals here that they're kind of stuck in this mentality where they need to keep up with the Joneses mm. because their friends bought a car you know and stop driving scooters they want a car too because they almost feel like they you know their their life isn't as good if they don't own a car right uh and once they own a car they never go back to riding a scooter because it's almost like almost like a failure i guess yeah. you know like oh uh, you know like what up to your mercedes why are you driving a scooter again and it's oh, they almost don't realize how good they have it out here that is interesting that maybe they have yeah huh it's kind of ironic too. I mean, we're here to do the opposite, and the people here are trying to upgrade to the big car. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, you know, people always assume that foreigners are like, oh, you know, they're American, they must make a lot of money. Why are they wearing flip flops and shorts every day, and riding a scooter, and eating two dollar Thai food? Why aren't they, you know, driving driving Mercedes, wearing you know these suits, you know, eating at like wherever, like at mcdonald's or eating at these like americanized restaurants sizzler stuff like that. Yeah. i'm like i don't want to eat at sizzler no, i agree man yeah why aren't they buying stuff they don't need to impress people they don't like right yeah yeah i think that was will rogers or something it's like man it's just this cycle i don't care i mean my scooter actually is the junkiest scooter i've ever rented okay. in thailand 
but I kind of like it because if I do scratch <laughs> it somehow, they're not even going to be able to tell. It's already got so many scratches, you know. I mean, it's it surges, and I don't even know what's going on with it. But it gets from point A to point B, and I don't really care if somebody doesn't like what my scooter looks like. Yeah. I it mean, has a uh, Travel Like a Boss podcast sticker on nice. it. Nice. I like it. <laughs> you know, free stickers to anyone that comes out here and uh, yep. ask for one. <laughs> Actually, I just put a stack over at the front desk at Punt Space, so I'm starting to see them on like random people's laptops. and. Yep. It's, it's pretty cool, man. I've got one on my laptop. I saw one on the safety cone over there. Yep, nice. Yep. I like it. So, for everyone at home that is dreaming about changing their lifestyle, and, I, and not necessarily do they have to come out to Thailand. There's, there's so many other places mm. in the world that you can live a similar lifestyle. They call it, like, was it geo-arbitrage? Yeah, I've Ar- heard yeah. that. Yeah. Argentina is, is cheap right now, and it's uh, I heard it's amazing. I think the only reason Anton wanted to move out here was because of the network we have like the gr- group of friends mm-hmm. uh he also doesn't speak spanish so he's like man you know it's it's a bit frustrating to have to try to learn spanish that quickly uh, but that would be a great place to live yeah um my dad had a place in argentina for a while and it was nice I've, i was way down south where all the, the boats leave to antarctica oh, nice. and yeah it's cheap down there you, any bottle of wine pretty much is about three bucks okay so we go out to dinner and everybody just get their own bottle of wine well you know and I heard it's really cheap to live in Spain right now, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Berlin, Germany. Berlin is cheap. I was yeah. really shocked. I, f- I f- went to Europe last, or I don't know, a year and a half ago during the summer, my first trip to Europe. And uh, I flew to Berlin just because it was the cheapest plane ticket. Uh-huh. And for some reason, I just didn't expect much of Berlin. I thought I'd be there for two or three days and uh-huh. then keep going. But I wound up there for a week. Food was cheap. There's always all kinds of music going on. I really like I that I heard city. it's a fantastic place. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to head out there this summer. Yeah. And so I'm going to start, I think, in, I don't know, summer. I kind of want to do, like, Eastern Europe, mm-hmm. you know, just because it's kind of laid back. I, I have no desire to go to London or go to, you know, go to the big places. To me, Berlin is, you know, it's the place I know I'm going to like. So I want to start in, like, uh, Budapest mm-hmm. and, you know, do a couple of places like that, maybe, like, Prague or something, and check that out for a month or two, and then head over to Berlin and check that out. And, you know, maybe just make that my base for the summer. I think Chiang Mai is going to be my, my home, my home base. But I want to spend six months here and then six months kind of in, in other places as well. Yeah. Um, so next week, I'm going to Vietnam. Um, Wednesday. Yeah. So this time, by the next podcast, I will be in Vietnam. And there's going to be so many entrepreneurs out there that, I you know, I mean, I could basically queue up like a year's worth of podcast just from the guys out in Vietnam right now. I want to ask you while yeah. I'm thinking of it. You're, you're going to Saigon, is that right? Yep. And is there a nice beach close enough to Saigon that I could come in and hang out for a day or two and then go back to the beach? I have no idea. I've never looked at a map of Vietnam. Okay. I have I, no clue. I, I didn't even know that Saigon was the same city as Ho Chi Minh City. Uh-huh. But what I do know is it's relatively close to Da Nang, yeah. which is a beach that a lot of entrepreneurs are at right now as well. Yeah. I'm considering going over to some beach that's close to you guys because I'm not really a city guy. Okay. But I could see myself coming in for like a night or two and then going back to the beach. Yeah, I see I, that. Because you're, you're right. The networking is huge. I mean, that's really why I'm in Chiang Mai. You yeah. know. Well, I mean, that's the reason why I'm going to Vietnam. Yeah. Is, you know, right now, it's actually perfect here. I, I know the birding season is supposed to be coming up soon. But mm-hmm. if you look up, you know, you can look at the mountains right now and the air quality is amazing. The, the weather is incredible. And maybe the month of March is going to be bad. Um, but you know what? The networking is there right now. Anton just, you know, just landed. 
there's a ton of other DCers and other you know other people just in general entrepreneurs who are there right now and I'm like and it's mainly because my visa runs out and my apartment and my bike and my pun space membership all run out on the same time I'm like you know what I don't want to renew it for two weeks and then have to leave and then because have it's to leave. smoky if, if you're wondering what we're talking about too I didn't know yeah. about the burning season until maybe a week before I got here but Johnny told me about it and it's the farmers all burn their fields during yep. the hot part of the year and when it's dry and so yeah March can be pretty bad but uh, I was actually I found a website you can look at the air quality index okay. and stuff in Chiang Mai and right now it's good yeah well, right now it's perfect yeah. I mean we don't need a website we just look up yeah. the air it's, yeah. it's perfect yeah. um, but you know I figure it just it's just good timing so even though I love it here and I really have no reason to leave Chiang Mai I'm gonna go check out Vietnam for three weeks maybe a month and just to go say hi to some people, network a bit, and uh, see if I like it or not. But either way, I'll be back in Chiang Mai for Songkran, mm-hmm. which is going to be incredible. When is that? It's, it's officially April 13th, okay. but it starts a few days before. So <laughs> People can't wait. Yeah, I mean, that's just the, I guess that's just the tradition. Because uh, Songkran's yeah. a Sunday. Man. Uh, people start probably on a Friday or something. I'm going to have to figure something out because everywhere I go, I have my laptop bag. I'm going to have to put it in a garbage bag or something. You're going to just have to not work for, for, for about a week. Yeah, okay. Because like, so for those who don't know what Songkran is, it's Thai New Year. In Thailand, they celebrate three New Year's. <laughs> the normal July, you know, January 1st, uh, Chinese, Chinese New Year, yeah. uh, and then Thai New Year. And their tradition is they have a nationwide water gunfight. So imagine this, all right? Imagine whatever city you live in, uh, you for for three days, you're allowed to shoot anyone in the face with a water gun. <laughs> yep. You I know mean, what, Johnny? Yeah. I just realized I have a water balloon catapult thing oh. where you have two people holding it at one yeah. end and the other person launching them, and I didn't bring it. That would have been so cool, man. <laughs> we could have been on, like, the roof of somebody's hotel. <laughs> that would have been so cool. Man. I mean, like, literally every single person, man, woman, and child, has a water gun, like a super soaker. Yeah. And you're just permitted to shoot anybody. Like, and not just, not just like, in a predestined area. Like, someone walking out of their office, <laughs> someone coming to their house, you just shoot them. And it's, it's, it's acceptable and it's fun because it's hot. Yeah. The, it's probably, like, maybe 90, 90 degrees out. It's sunny. And it's when someone shoots you in water, you know what? Smile, shoot them back. Wear your swimming trunks for a few days and, yeah, okay. I'm looking forward to that. I've you missed should. it. I've missed it by just a little bit a couple times. I've been here right before and after it. But. So, yeah, this time make sure you're here for it. And by far the best place for Songkran is Chiang Mai. Yeah. You know, they have it all across Thailand, but most places it's only for a day and it's, or, you know, maybe it's for a day or two, but it's, you know, not really that widely celebrated. Uh, in Chiang Mai, it is literally everyone everywhere and they just happen to have a moat surrounding the entire city too right yeah oh it is insanely <laughs> fun all right so chris if you listen to this book your plane ticket sell your crap move out here give it a shot and anyone who's in chris's shoes where you're you know you you know you want to to make the the leap just really seriously ask yourself what really do i have to lose yeah you can always go back just like johnny was saying yeah, and you can go back, and, and you're not going to want to. Yeah. And if you go back, guess what? You have a new car, new clothes, new furniture. So why not, yeah. right? Yeah, why not? That's All right, right, guys. Peace out. Um, if they want to check out your website. Positiveatmosphere.com. Nice. And go buy Johnny's book. He never mentions it. He's so humble. Yeah, you know 12 what? 12 weeks in Thailand.
go, go ahead and read the book. I, you guys will enjoy. It. And you know what? Actually, I'm glad you did bring that up because that book, you know, it describes the first chapter is how I decided to to quit my job mm-hmm. uh, and move out here. I mean, it's basically chapter one is me on that boat, you know, looking back on my life and thinking, okay, what do I actually need? How much is it going to cost me to move out here? Um, so yeah, do I, I do recommend it. It's 12weeksinthailand.com, or you can find it on Amazon. And your blog, too, right? And my blog, johnnyfd.com. Yeah, which I really like, man. That really helped me. That helped me visualize exactly what I was going for. It was like a little dose of inspiration every few days. I mean, I was reading your, your reports on the coffee shops you were working from. Okay. I really dug the one on the river where you can rent the kayaks and yeah. have the stand-up counter desk thing. Yep. And I'm, I still need to go there, but... That blog, if you're thinking about doing anything like this, if Johnny's got your attention, go check out that johnnyfd.com, right? Yep, yeah. very cool. So there'll be links to all the stuff in the show notes. Uh, this is episode 22 now. Wow. Yep. Yep. And um, travellikeabosspodcast.com. Peace out, guys. See, See you next you time. Thank you for listening to the Travel Like a Boss podcast. If you want to hear more, including the bonus, how to choose the perfect niche episode, join our mailing list at travellikeabosspodcast.com. See you next week. And remember, if you want to travel like a boss, you need to be your own boss. So start your online business today and start living the lifestyle you've always dreamed of.